Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast ranking ACC quarterbacks. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who I'm a little leery of. Sure, that's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who looks like a hooker. <laughs> I was waiting for the ACC pun there, but uh, yeah, that's me, yeah. Trey Newman. <laughs> All right, this week we're going to be releasing five episodes, and in each one we're going to rank the quarterbacks in a different Power Five conference. And the way we ranked these was the same as the coaches' episodes we did a while back. All three of us individually did our own research, submitted our ballots, and then we just kind of averaged them together to get a final list. Uh, so definitely a lot of work was put in by all three of us, a lot of research. So we'd appreciate it if you would, you know, follow us on Twitter, retweet the episodes. That's at CFB Bros. Subscribe on YouTube. Give our videos a thumbs up. Really appreciate any support that you can give us. Uh, but let's get into the the ACC rankings. So, Trey, who is uh, the unlucky number 14? Yeah, that came from, from uh, Boston College's Dennis Grossell. He, uh, we all had him last, unfortunately, and yeah. it, it seemed like kind of a no-brainer just in the sense that Boston College doesn't have high expectations this upcoming season. He himself completed under 50% of his passes last year. He's, he's not very dynamic. He's not going to beat you with his legs. Um, so it doesn't really make you too confident in a huge BC turnaround. Um, I, I might, though, rank Boston College a little bit higher uh, if the Notre Dame transfer Phil Jerkovic gets his waiver approved. Um, I might boost them up a, up a couple pegs, but uh, you know Jeff Halfley's got his work cut out in in year one for him. Yeah, I mean in in twenty twenty one, you got to think for for sure Phil Jerkovic is going to be the starter. And yeah, if he gets eligible, I agree. I mean, you could, especially with kind of the sort of a weak bottom half of quarterbacks we're about to get to. He, you know, Boston he College could, go to could the top climb half, up like, yeah, he could, he could. I, so, honestly, uh, yes. That would be exciting. Yeah. If it, it that the BC was a hard one to rank just because of that. It's just the, what if, if it's just Grossell, then, ugh, but yep. So yeah, we all agree. We're, no, no disagreements on this one. Yeah. Former walk on makes sense to have him here, but, uh, who's next? Yeah. Well, this guy was next guy was competing pretty hard, uh, <laughs> to be last. Uh, this is, uh, Devin Leary. Uh, NC State, I mean, wow, they were horrible at the QB position last year. They desperately missed Ryan Finley from the years past. They still have Bailey Hawkman there, who maybe could give him a run for his money, but it seems like Leary is probably going to be the guy. Uh, hey, they've got uh, Ryan Finley's little brother, Ben Finley, true that's freshman. That's true. He'll be a freshman. Yep, that's true. Yeah, he could it's definitely maybe a surprise. Uh, it can't be much worse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um Matt McKay's gone. He went over like Montana State, I think it was. So, but anyways, it, it appears to be Leary at this point. Um, you know, we, I, hit, I know he was a freshman last year, but wow, it was some rough numbers under fifty percent. And you know, it's not like they didn't have a decent running game. That's the thing. Like they they had two running backs that both got some significant time and both averaged over five yards a pop. It's like it wasn't like it was all on the QB shoulder. So it was it was just bad QB play all around, man. It was it's it's rough. So they're they're thirteenth, but. Wouldn't have any problem with being 14. Yeah, he was just, he was very green a lot last year. I mean, hopefully he can 
like you said, he was only a freshman, so hopefully he can get a little bit of a sophomore leap, but I'm not expecting too much. I mean, he was a four-star, so there's at least the pedigree there. That's why I think we have yeah. him 13th here. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely, you're going to rely more on the running game with Bam Knight, for sure. So If I'm if I'm Dave Doran, it's, you're a little scared because you're like, he kind of needs a big year. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two years in a row of on down years, not good. Okay, uh, let's get to number 12 on the list. And we have James Graham from Georgia Tech. And obviously, he's not assured the starting job. You've got the, the redshirt freshman, Jordan Yates, and then really the more exciting option, the true freshman, Jeff Sims, number 10 dual threat prospect in the country, uh, four-star coming in as a true freshman, like I said. Um, but I'll say Graham gets the start, you know, at least at the beginning of the season, because of course, we didn't have a, a spring practice. And, you know, Ryan, you were actually the highest on him at 10th. So what made you put him put him that high? It's just garbage other quarterbacks in the wow. ACC bottom. It was just really, it was a crapshoot. It was like roll a dice for some of these guys. I mean, who are you really going to try to decipher between Devin Leary, James Graham? I mean, like, what's, what do we, what's semantics <laughs> here? So I, it was, that was mainly the main reason, but I don't know. I, I give him a little bit of a credit just because this was a massive, massive rehaul of the offense. So that is in and itself it was just really hard way. So if his stats were somewhat similar to Devin Leary, it's like, well, Devin Leary has been in a, in a system that's been in place for a while and he has a good running game. It's not like he's dealing with a complete overhaul. So that was probably why I, I put him ahead. And he's got some wheels. Uh, so that is a little bit of a plus. Um, and he was actually 10th in the in the conference in efficiency rating so all right you know yeah, yeah i mean good. i have i have no complaints with with he's a freshman where he is he'll on. get better yeah yeah i mean actually yeah he's gonna be a retro sophomore this year exactly so yeah. number 12 seems like the right spot on the list to me but yeah. good points about the the supporting cast not being so great yeah, the, it's rough, the change yeah. of the system mm-hmm. all right okay. next at number 11 We've got Brennan Armstrong from uh, Virginia. You know, here's a guy. He only threw 25 passes, and we we still ranked him ahead of others. Um, This is more, for me, uh, a play on Virginia as a program and Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, You know, he was the understudy for Bryce Perkins. But what I like, though, is that Virginia returns their entire starting offensive line so it's a pretty good situation to step into. I mean, how did you guys kind of view Armstrong with no experience compared to some of the other guys with some? Was it was it hard for you? I mean, the benefit is that we haven't seen him struggle. So that, I guess that, that's a good thing. We've seen the other guys struggle. So there's an unknown there. And, um, you know, I mean, well, there's also we should bring up Keaton Thompson, who is a, a grad transfer from Mississippi State. He's obviously a great runner remains to be seen if he can get it done through the air yeah i think it's seen okay well well, (laughs) hasn't been great so far at least um but uh but yeah i guess i just had him here because i think the virginia staff does a a good job of developing quarterbacks did a great job with bryce perkins and uh yeah i mean we were going with armstrong here because we think he'll be a better passer than than keaton thompson but you might see both of them sure I just think it's going to be such a huge drop off that it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be hard for. I mean, Bryce Perkins. It felt like he carried them the last couple of years. I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of playmakers outside of him. So I don't know. 
I, when Trey, you bring up like just because you feel comfortable with Virginia, like supporting supporting him. Like I'm, I don't know. Like when I'm tried to come up with some of these rankings, I tried to make it about like the guy, you know, and like you know, so you know, you could have some average quarterback who plays on an amazing team. Stats are going to be much better than a really good quarterback who plays on completely dog crap team, you know. So yeah, yeah, it's hard to judge it, that though. That's the hard thing to you know we'll have a lot of instances like that i'm gonna bring that up more than more than once but it's just like how do you base it it's really hard to judge and honestly like for me i i like to say i'm trying to contextualize it and just totally ignore the system they're in but it's impossible to not let it factor in because like spencer rattler at uh at oklahoma if spencer rattler were you know at i don't know nc state nc state (laughs) like i'd have him higher on the list you know but probably not super high yeah i mean he was a pretty big time recruit but true but but i right but you're gonna weigh the oklahoma fact and lincoln riley factor more than you would at nc state of course so Mm. yeah and part of that's development yeah it's trusting the staff to develop the player i mean that makes him a better player so yeah that's true that's true fair enough all right let's move on to uh our 10th guy uh on the list here this is uh probably chase bryce uh at duke it could also be last year's backup, uh, Chris Katrenik, um, or they have a redshirt freshman in Gunnar Holmberg, but that guy seems to be a bit of a long shot. Um, so Chase Bryce, he played in a lot of games uh, at Clemson. He just, you know, they were a lot of blowouts, so he saw a decent amount of time. He had a couple of key moments. He had that one drive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, against uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Right? Syracuse, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, but the, the, those those times mainly came in, in garbage time so you can't really look too much i guess into the numbers i just maybe just more with like the eye test and just i don't know it wasn't like he was super impressive or anything and he wasn't like a big time recruit either you would maybe would have thought that he was a three-star and you know i, I cutcliffe was good with quarterback so i guess i will trust i'll, I'll go with you mike on that with the mm-hmm. uh, be able ability to coach up um but there's not much time to coach him up i mean he's just got there not that long ago and no spring and so it's it's going to be tough for him to only have a handful of practices before he's being counted on at the new team so i i mean i had him at 11th which you know is one spot lower than our group but you know it's just i'm not confident in him yeah i think the failure of hunter johnson transferring from clemson to northwestern yeah that's, maybe unfairly it reminds has me of that even yeah, though hunter just, johnson was five-star quarterback true. yeah he was even higher pedigree for sure but uh but no, but like you said, he's going into a much better situation than than Hunter Johnson. So I, I think he should be yeah. fine. Yeah, I trust Cutcliffe. And, and the other thing for kind of looking ahead is that what's nice about for Duke fans is that Bryce could potentially be there for two years. It's not just a one and done. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. So maybe next year if uh, he could be a couple pegs higher if, if uh, Cutcliffe works some more magic. All right, moving on to number nine on the list. Seems like he's been been there forever. It is Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh. And uh, he's, you know, this, of course, finally his senior year. And Trey, you were actually the highest on him at seventh. So why don't you uh, make your so case for Pickett? This really surprised me because I thought when I made the list of putting him at seventh that that was going to be a little harsh. Like, I thought you guys might have had him Ooh. higher. Really? Um, I just feel like nationally he gets a lot more love than from from us. He um, does he does get love Nash. People seem to like him, I think. So I I don't know. So I I thought I was going to be more of a critic, but apparently not. But he's entering his third year as as a starter. 
Um, he's he is an effective passer. Didn't he wasn't uh, the most efficient in terms of the touchdown interception ratio last year. Um, there's not as much of an upside, but you know he's he's a proven commodity, and I kind of know what I'm at least going to get from him. I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't pick him to start to lead my program, but I would definitely peg him higher than anything we've we've uh, looked at so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to gauge on him. Just, but I'm not high. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not high. Uh, I did have him at ninth, I guess. That maybe that just speaks to, you know, like I already said, not confident in the rest of those guys. Like you kind of just said there, Trey. Um, for you know, his first year as a starter in eighteen, he he was wasn't that good. Then you think, okay, maybe second year start, he's going to take a take a leap. Not really. He was barely barely better last year. So uh, he's going to be the same guy he was, and which is. I guess it's like their Pitt's team, like a barely scrapping to get to a bowl game, seven wins or so, and that's you know okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you put it well there, and I'm just remembering back. Remember his his first game, I think, was against Miami as a as I think a true freshman, and at the time Miami was highly ranked, and, and oh, he with led Rick. the upset. So so yeah, people thought. I think after that, it was like, whoa, Kenny Pickett going to the next year. People were really high on him, and. You know, he hasn't been terrible, but he just hasn't really taken that next step. Like last year was his best season, probably, and 13 touchdowns, nine picks, 6.6 yards per attempt. He's just, I don't know. I, I, I want to see more. Seen a lot. <laughs> that's, that's true. Maybe I don't want to see more. <laughs> I mean, how much work can you get? But I All like right, Pitt's well, defense this year. I know that's not the, the topic. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, moving on to number eight. Tommy DeVito out of Syracuse. Um, last year, we all know there was a ton of hype on on Syracuse for them to to maybe compete in the ACC. This year, they're much more under the radar, and maybe DeVito can kind of use that to his advantage. Uh, I really like looking at the latter half of last year. Down the stretch, he, he played much better. Didn't throw a pick in his final six games. So there is some some reason for optimism uh, in the carrier dome with DeVito this year. Yeah, he was, uh, not as bad as maybe most people would have thought. If you take a look at his numbers, they were actually pretty, pretty good. He was sixth in the passing efficiency in the ACC. So maybe eighth overall here is maybe even a little harsh on him. Um, and it was his first year as a starter. So, you know, he could put could improve coming up on this year, but it's a big year for him. I'll say that Syracuse needs a bounce back year and he needs to I mean, he's he was pretty solid, but he could be a little more consistent. Yeah, and it, it would help if the offensive line is better in front of him because that's the other thing, putting his numbers in context, is they're yeah. even a little bit more impressive because it was just a terrible offensive line. So obviously him taking a bunch of sacks is partially his fault too. you got to put some of that on the quarterback, but yeah, they had O-line problems. Yep. All right, moving on to number seven. No, uh, no, not yet, Ryan. We uh-huh. Before we get to the second half of the list... Just a uh, a quick word from us, from our, our Patreon. So just a brief reminder, if you like the show, you want to support us, um, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash college football bros. If you sign up, you get access to nine bonus episodes that we've already recorded with more coming soon. You get access to our Discord chat, which is basically just a texting app with uh, a bunch of us and our patrons that... Uh, I don't know. We're just shooting the breeze all day, kind of talking about football and just other random stuff. So good group of people. And then lastly, you get access to our fantasy college football leagues that will be 
starting for for the 2020 season. So five bucks a month. We'd really appreciate it if you're able to support us. If not, no worries. The the free content will will never go away ever until wow. the day we die. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now now we can get to uh, number seven. Number seven. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. James Blackman. Uh, did you guys have him? I think we both we all had him at seven. Um, might have no. Might have Some, yeah, somewhere around there. I might actually have somewhere him around there. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, so. He's most likely going to be the guy. They got. They do have Jordan Travis. Um, he's maybe the only guy that would have a shot at pushing him. Uh, but you know Blackman's experience and he's honestly not that bad. He's been pretty solid at times. So I think he's going to be the guy. They do bring in a couple of true freshmen also, but you know, yeah, some Tate Rotomaker and then the the four star Chuba Purdy, Rock yeah. Purdy's little brother. So it's they definitely have some some guys, but more in the future you would think for that. And, I just honestly, for Blackman, I just always wonder what he would look like behind like a good offensive line and yes. just a consistent group up front because he's just had so much trouble with that. And even even still, he's had put up decent numbers. And last year it was like, okay, boomer bust kind of just because, I mean, they did have some some weapons on the outside. Tammy on Terry was, was a pretty good playmaker, but you know, it was just it, tough going for him the past couple of years. So I don't know. I think he's pretty good. I think he could be, you know, if he was on a really good team he'd be a very good quarterback yeah i agree i mean the it leaves a bad taste in your mouth that the the bowl game against arizona state he threw four picks and was just terrible but but you're right overall like his numbers considering the o-line is are are, are pretty decent mm-hmm. and not to mention he's been dealt a really tough hand in the fact that this is this year is going to mark his fourth offensive coordinator mm-hmm. Like that's rough. That's pretty hard when you have no yeah, continuity through your college career on top of the offensive line woes. That's a, that's tough, and he's he's managed to kind of keep his head above water. So I hope he has a good good senior year. All right, moving on to number six on our list, Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, and you know he's started as a true freshman and and had a, a decent year a couple years ago. Um, and then of course lost his job to, to Jamie Newman last year, but it was a close quarterback battle. So I think, you know, what I expect from him just based on that is that he's going to be solid, but probably not quite as good as Jamie Newman. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I kind of thought when I was looking at his stats and stuff, I thought his numbers were going to be a little better than they actually ended up being. Yeah. Um, I was like, Oh wait, that's not that good. Um, you know, last year, obviously didn't play much. Jamie Newman was the guy. If you go up the year before, what it was 55% completion percentage under seven yards per attempt. I mean, he was, I know he's a freshman, but yeah, it just wasn't very good. So I'm not saying he's not good. We have him, I, we have him at six cause we think he's going to jump and you know, but it's, he's, you know, I, I, I thought going into this, he was going to be my, one of my top five just pre going into the rankings, but just outside, I guess. He's, uh, I, I'm I'm more optimistic maybe than you guys. I mean, I'm not expecting him to light the world on fire, but he's going to really benefit from having Sage Surratt come back uh, at yep. receiver. Yeah, that he should help him. That he was Donovan a, Green a, kind of broke out at the end of last year. Yeah, and I trust Dave Clawson. I mean, Wake Forest continues to churn out pretty some pretty good offenses, considering um, all things considered. So between between the weapons that he has and Clawson, I'm, I'm hoping maybe he could he could and end the year in our in our top five at the end okay all right well let's get to our our top five for acc quarterbacks in 2020 
number yeah, five. It's the who you uh, who you named me after in our intro, Hendon <laughs> Hooker, Virginia Tech's quarterback. Uh, I had him sixth, and I ended up being the lowest. I I didn't think I'd be the lowest there. I I loved the way Hooker um, guided the Hokies back to success in the latter half of the year. Um, he was kind of that spark that really changed the Hokies' script last season. Um, he's a threat with both his arm and legs, which I like. I mean, in order, for, I guess the thing for me, in order for him to kind of move up higher on the list, is he just needs to scare the defenses a little bit more with his arm. That's the only kind of weakness in my eyes right now. Yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know, he, he really only played in eight games last year. Uh, Virginia Tech was, what, they had like six and two in those games and uh, two and three without him. So it's clear that he made it, he made a big difference. And I mean, his pass, he didn't, they didn't ask him to pass a ton, but when he did pass, he was efficient. Very his efficient. efficiency was right up there with Sam Howell and Trevor Lawrence as far as efficiency goes. Now, if the volume increases, you know, that's where it gets a little tar- tougher, like you kind of mentioned, Trey. But um, hopefully he can make a little bit of a leap in that regard. And I mean, I think he's, I'm confident in him. I think that you're going to have, he's going to have a pretty good, uh, pretty good darn season. Yeah, for me, this is this point in the list, this top five is where my confidence jumps way up. Like, I think yeah. all five of these guys have a chance to be, you know, potentially be top 10 quarterbacks nationally. And yep. I think, well, I'll just say it here, the first episode of our rankings week, I think this top five is the best of any top five in, in all of the conferences. So, um, bottom of the list was, was a little, what's that, Ryan? Wow. Ryan furrowed his brow a little bit there. I don't know, man. That's, uh, I'm telling you, he's got some pretty darn good quarterbacks over there. I was really surprised. SEC. Yeah, I like I like the ACC's top five. I was. I agree. I think don't forget the teams. Just think about the player, like the actual quarterbacks. I was really surprised at how well the top half of the ACC compares to some of the other conferences. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. Because I mean, with uh, with Hooker, eighteen total touchdowns, two interceptions. Like you said, the team was a a different team with him at quarterback. I'm just I'm high on him. Most of the offense coming back, so yeah, I had and him Mike, fourth. Michael likes Fuente, so. so I do like Fuente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, our next guy here, number four for the Bros, the Eric King. Um, you still got Tate Martell and Nikosi Perry there, but I mean, you know, no way. Um, but with the uh, you know the spread offense that Rhett Lashley likes, the offense coordinator King is going to be the guy. They do have a future four star Tyler Van Dyke, who is coming in. Um, great name, but he you know it's it's Derek King's job. And I you know to going back looking at King's career, 2018, incredibly good year for him. I mean he just was amazing there at Houston. But I, I and I, some people have given him kind of a pass for last year. I guess it was kind of, you know only didn't play that much and mm-hmm. you know Holgerson Hogo coming in, I, but I, I do have to penalize him a little bit for it. He was not good during the times that he played, fifty two percent completion percentage and just wasn't super efficient. And yeah. he did it. He did it against OU, Washington State, Prairie View, and Tulsa. Like so, he wasn't good against those types of defenses. through the air. He wasn't obviously good, but he still brought it in the running game. So yeah, I he still, still put it on the ground, but he's got a got to throw a little bit of your quarterback not a running back i know i'm just hey look at the previous two years so well he was through pretty well but yeah but it's that's what i'm saying i need to he needs to i'm penalizing him for not having the best passing last year i know it's possible okay. which is why i have him i had him at fifth i had him behind hen hooker but it's just and i mean i, I don't know how it's going to work with miami that's the thing too i'm not gonna I'm, i didn't try to penalize him for that like because but 
you know, I'm very interested to see if he can be electric with them. Yeah. I mean, his upside is, is Heisman contender, but, uh, but yeah, you gotta, Miami's offense hasn't been a producer of, of Heisman contenders. So there exactly. is the question mark there, but yeah, I just, you look at his, uh, his two previous seasons, you know, obviously not last year, but he, he was incredible. Like he was statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So that's why, uh, I like him at four here. Absolutely. He's a difference maker. And I mean, just as a college football fan, I hope he kind of returns to his his peak Houston form just so that we can kind of see he's so electric. It'll be it'd be fun to oh, watch yeah. his his running ability is just on another level for a quarterback. You know, like it's he, he's kind of like Mikhail Cunningham. I mean, I think he's even a better runner. But yes, yeah. <laughs> dear King, that is. But uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's get to number three on our list. Mikhail Cunningham. So we talked about, uh, just talked about Derek King. Derek King, of course, maybe a bit of boomer bust, but with Mikhail Cunningham, I really don't see any way he doesn't have a really good season. He's a good runner, like you brought up. Through the air, he had 11.6 yards per pass attempt last year. More, that's more than Joe Burrow, more than two. Would have been number one. Yeah, number one. So he was great, and he's got all of his weapons back. I, I think it's going to be a monster year. Yeah, I'm buying Cunningham for sure. How he finished last year, the influence of Satterfield. I think Cunningham is one of those guys that for the average fan is going to, the people are going to be kind of surprised. We have him third, but I mean, he just watch him. He can fill it up that the way he finished against Mississippi state in their bowl game, Mississippi state's got a pretty good defense. He had 279 yards in the air almost 100 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. I mean, he was he was the guy, and he led them to that win. And and then you add in the fact he's got guys like Tutu Atwell on the outside, uh, Hawkins at running back behind him. So there's a good supporting cast to help him thrive. Yeah, I was considering putting him at two, but even ahead of or this next guy. But it's, and you, yeah. I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but uh, it's, it's uh, it, he's good, man. Yeah, I'm not sure he would be as low as three in many other conferences. That just shows you the strength of this top two here. Uh, so who is number two? Yes, Sam Howell, North Carolina. Uh, we all had him second. Uh, you know, the the thing now with Howell is we all know how stellar of a freshman year he had. It was it was it was amazing. He set the bar so high last year. I mean, in ACC history. Only Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston threw more touchdowns in a single season. Not just even as a, like, just in general, like any year. Any wow. team, yep. Um, so now it's just a matter of can he live up to those high expectations? Yep. Yeah. And I I have a lot of confidence. He's got, you know, everybody coming back on offense with him. So, yeah. But uh, question for you guys. So if you've got to choose you got all the true freshmen from last year to choose from to to start your team you got sam howell keaton slovis Jaden daniels dylan gabriel maybe you're feeling spicy you want a bo nix or max duggan whatever who would you take sam howell yeah i yeah i think i i like the moxie of of howell yeah i would i would take howell i mean he's uh, slovis he, maybe but i i howell seems like I would. I think Howell's more of a sure thing. He's got the pedigree, you know, of being a super high recruit, and of course, Slovis has the advantage of that amazing group of receivers. And yeah, so yep, I, w- I yeah. would take Howell. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number one. This was, uh, again, a unanimous toughie. number one. Real tough. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Um, going to be the guy, obviously. I will just talk a little bit, I guess, about some of their other QBs. Uh, although they have the two hardest, maybe, QBs to pronounce their names other than uh, Oh, I've, I've got I've got the, the five-star. I got Tyson Pumachan. So. Okay. And then the other one, DJ... Uyunglele. Wow. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you've, been practicing, you've been practicing that in the mirror like for the last 24 hours? You know, it's just, I just love college football. So, Trey, maybe uh-huh. you don't. Oh. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, like, we don't really have to justify putting him number one. But the fact that last year he added 563 rushing yards yeah. and nine touchdowns on the ground, like, he, he already might be the best passer in the country, but. And did it in the running of the biggest games. Yeah, like that. He broke out against Ohio State when he was running. Like we really hadn't mm-hmm. seen that dimension when it mattered, and that's an extra layer that wow, defensive coordinators are going to be awful okay, scared so about. I'll give you another tough question. Who who would uh, who would you have as your number one quarterback just overall in the country? Would you have Trevor Lawrence, or would you have? I guess Justin Fields is probably the other popular pick. I'm sorry, probably I didn't prepare those you for this, guys. but. No, I, I mean, prior to the end of last year, seeing his wheels, I might have actually gone Justin Fields, but now I'm, I'm kind of back on the Lawrence wagon. I mean, as a prospect for sure, but just for my team, I might, I mean, you can't go wrong. I guess you're splitting hairs. Yeah, you really are. Fields, his numbers were insane uh, as <laughs> yes. well. They're probably yeah. actually even better through the air, maybe, but I um, think so. I think a little bit probably. Yeah, but I, I think I would still go Lawrence, just the trust factor and you know, take yeah, we've team all the way. We've seen two full seasons of of Lawrence, and you know, just the fact that uh, that he elevated Clemson's offense, like we he took it from Kelly Bryant and just made them a huge amount better. Whereas with Justin Fields, not that I'm punishing him for having a great guy before him, but Dwayne Haskins was pretty darn good in that Ryan Day offense too. So, you know, if yeah. I'm splitting hairs, I'll I'll take yeah. I'll take Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, um. Okay. How about let's uh, get the final list up here for the YouTube viewers. If you want to subscribe to our YouTube, you can see what we look like and uh, see our, our graphics here. So we've got the list of, of the 14 players here. Any general thoughts about the, the ACC quarterbacks? Yeah, it's just it's more like the uh, man. It's just such a separation of powers here. It just kind of that puts it in perspective. It's just you got a top group on the left and everybody else yeah you're saying the bottom half of the of the conference is very weak in terms of quarterbacks yeah it really is man especially that you know 12 through 14 the last three there there james graham yeah, devin leary dennis grossell not expecting a whole lot from those guys i mean because kenny pickett at number nine like that speaks a little bit to the depth in the conference i mean kenny pickett isn't that bad and yeah that's, no, that's uh, true I, the acc the acc just surprised me they're in and as we said, it's not necessarily, we're not looking at the teams because the, these ACC teams, when you compare them to other conferences, might not be as good. But the quarterbacks themselves, I think they, they stack up pretty nicely. Yeah. Yep, that's, that's my, my top five right there, Ryan. I know you, you think maybe the SEC is better, but Trevor Lawrence, Sam Howe, Mikhail Cunningham, De'Eric King, and Hendon Hooker. That's, hmm. that's pretty darn good. I'm gonna, I would have to compare it top five, you know, like... Look at see it side by side with the SEC, but we'll get to that later, I guess. 
Get to the ACCs. Okay. All right. That'll do it for uh, the ACC quarterback rankings episode. If you'd like access to bonus episodes, once again, sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash college football bros. And we will talk to you tomorrow when we rank the Big 12 quarterbacks. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.